Sorry, I wanted to correct them, but never mind. I'm the one who is correct here. Sit in your shame. <laughs> I always do. It still made my heart happy I to like, imagine someone yeah, getting suffering for... For being people. a bad D&D player. The greatest sin they've committed. <laughs> the greatest sin ever is playing D&D with somebody who sucks. Do you know that phrase, the your kink is your kink and that's okay? Yeah. It's not okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. One, two, three, four. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Terminally Online, the podcast where we go down the internet rabbit holes that you are hopefully <laughs> unaware of. Nice. Nice. I Whenever you say rabbit hole, I just kind of immediately think of um, Alice in Wonderland and, like, the, the rabbit, mm -hmm. you know, with the stopwatch. And honestly, like, as a kid, I just thought he was neurotic and annoying. But as I get to be an adult, I really identify with that rabbit. How do you identify with him? Anxiety. Oh, yeah, because he's always like, gotta be on time, gotta be on time. Yeah, like... Says the girl who sleeps through her alarm most mornings. Yeah, no, no. I <laughs> Internally, I'm the rabbit. Internally Externally, the rabbit. I'm obviously not because I'm, I'm having a great time of life right now. Um, but internally, I'm the rabbit, uh, but like That's stuck fair. on a hamster Very wheel. Very wound up. At all times. At all times. Uh, speaking of wound up at all times, this is a no cam session. Today, we are not cam girls. We couldn't show you our feet even if we wanted to. <laughs> But also, the patriarchy is really tough, and being a woman on the internet, and, like, you can't just, like, show up without looking at least okay. So, today's a no-cam day. Today's a no-cam day. By the way, I am Hannah. Hi, I'm Tori. And we are the co-hosts. And also, I realize we never, like, explained how we know each other. I mean, I Lovers. know... Roommates. Oh, oh my, my god, god they, they were roommates! roommates. <laughs> That's our joke forever. It is forever. The oh, joke. I'll actually real quick. I'll explain that because some people who might not be terminally on nine might not get that. Hannah, the vine reference or the queer. Uh, I mean, oh, I didn't get it. it was a vine reference. You don't remember the vine? I was the guy who's sitting on the stoop and he records this girl walking by and she goes uh, talking on the phone and she goes, and they were roommates. And he turns the camera to himself and he goes, oh my God, they were roommates. Oh. You didn't know? How are you going to explain it if you didn't oh, even know? Oh, I was just going to say that like the, oh my God, they were roommates. I thought it was a historical thing because like. No, no. Because well, every like queer history thing will be like, she lived with her best friend, female her best friend. gal pal. Her best gal pal. They lived together for 50 years, unwed, and wanted to be buried together. What good friends. Yeah. It'll be like, Emily Dickinson wrote this poem for her good friend about how she was absolutely in love and obsessed with her. <laughs> but I'm sure it was just like, you know... Uh, no uh, homo. No homo. No homo. No homo at all. The gays all. didn't exist until like 1980s. So. But they weren't invented yet. No, didn't get invented until somewhere in the 1980s. Yeah, when uh, I think actually um, everyone before then 100% straight. Well, I'm pretty sure they were invented uh, by David Bowie. David Bowie, which is funny because he said he was bisexual, then later kind of took it back. He married a woman named Iman, who gorgeous, tall, black woman model. Um, 
And I think later he kind of said that, oh, he really wasn't bisexual, but I think he was probably bisexual. What was the whole movie? That Maybe that's just wishful thinking. Freddie Mercury. That's that's who Freddie actually... Freddie Mercury also was bisexual, though Freddie commonly mistaken as a gay man, but he was married to a woman. And he maintained that he did have romantic love for her, even though he had relationships with men leading to their It's almost as if you can and- be bisexual. And like both genders. I mean, I it sounds fake as two bi women. Sounds like sit- fake news. Sounds like fake news. You're telling me that you can like more than one gender? Crazy talk here. Anyway, that's not at all what the topic is about. <laughs> but whenever whenever somebody says the 80s or something, I'm just like, 80s and queer. I guess Elton John could have also invented the gays in the 80s. He was Hannah, like the 70s. Who do you think invented the gays in the 70s and 80s? Because I would say Elton John or and or Freddie Mercury... I want to say Elton John came before Freddie Mercury, but if you go further back, you have like Liberace, Mm. who was the kind of like Vegas act type. I think he's actually a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Sure. (laughs) I can name all of them. I believe you can, but I don't think we have time for that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no. I would say Liberace was one of the earlier ones. He wore the very flamboyant outfits when he played his bedazzled piano good for him yeah i mean i don't know if he was out but everyone kind of knew you know um that's all to say that we're not having the camera on because it's um homophobic yeah it's homophobic sometimes you know (laughs) we need more filters is what we need Next time you're doing the video editing, just put, like, 17 more filters on. Put some, like, Vaseline filter so we just get, like, blobs of glowy... Oh, my God. I... Like Barbara Walters. I know this is a bit of a non sequitur, Mm -hmm. but I worked, uh, and I had to get... I worked at a company where we had to get... um, I was a receptionist, so I had to get everyone's photos uh, for their IDs. And uh, this one woman who had been working there for years, she was a contractor, became an employee, so she needed an ID photo. So she, I asked her a dozen times, like, you know, we'll say her name is like, you know, Janet. I'm like, Janet, please, I need your photo. And she would always like ghost me. And then finally she sent me a photo and it was 100% her in a club. It was like, oh, I feel like you told me I that. totally did. It was like totally dark. She looked a little wasted and like, it was a bad photo. And like, there was other people in it. That's such a weird choice. Yeah. And it wasn't even like a good, like I would post this to Facebook kind of photo. It was just a bad photo. And I was like, Janet, like this, you can't do at the very least, like no one can be in the photo with you and it needs to be a clear photo of you. So like security can Mm -hmm. like identify you. Yeah. And so, or I can identify you based on this photo and I couldn't. So then she finally, like a week or two later, sent me another photo and it was her. And this woman is in like her, her forties or something. So this, so I'm not talking about like a 20 year old, you know, where mm-hmm. you're like, you have an excuse for maybe not understanding corporate culture. Right. Um, she sends me a photo of herself with a, uh, Instagram filter to Helen back. So it's like that one that like auto tunes your face and it makes you all shiny and pretty and like bigger yeah. eyes and, and soft face. And I was like, Janet, this doesn't even look like, I can't use this Janet. I can't use this. This is not an appropriate work photo. Everyone else has professional headshots. You look like a mom trying to like emulate your 16 year old daughter. And so finally she got a photo done by our office manager who went in with his crappy camera and her photo was like her eyes all scrunched up, all teeth. And it was a terrible photo. Oh. Instead of getting a cute selfie, she got like, yeah, 
Yeah, you know, it's funny because I swear to God, all of the girls that I went to high school with in Michigan, where I grew up, whenever a few of them that I'm like friends with on Facebook, they always post pictures with filters that are so heavy, they basically don't have noses. Yeah. I'm like, how do you think that looks so good? Like an anime character? I mean, character? They're, they're cute girls. They're pretty girls. But please stop with like the sparkles and the super intense Gaussian blur filter. My mom does. My mom's friend does that. You don't even have features. Ugh, anyway. And I get it. I mean, mean, that kind of all ties into the, you know, female beauty and... and Also, just how social media has broadened our brains. Which is why I don't really like using filters that much. I like using, like, a a color filter sometimes just to kind of, like, you know, pop the... Make the colors look cuter or, like, kind of make sure my face isn't too red. But, like, I don't want to get body dysmorphia... Because all the photos that exist of me online are so wildly different than the mm-hmm. photo than what I see in the mirror. You don't want to be a Chloe uh, Kardashian who every time she posts a picture on Instagram, she looks like a completely different person. Oh. <laughs> My favorite quote is that everyone's keeping up with the Kardashians against their will. That's really accurate because I've literally never actually watched an episode of their show, but I know way too much about them. Everyone does. Everyone knows way too... Everyone has to keep up with the Kardashians. It is, like, by, like, royal decree. Mm -hmm. Speaking of learning things against our will, that does kind of bring us into... I'm so excited. ...our first topic. Yeah. So, originally, this episode was just going to be us telling Reddit stories. We were in D.C. this weekend... Uh, Tori had a writing conference she went to, and I have some friends who live in D.C. Are you telling me I did the right thing? You're so funny. I'm making the (laughs) most awful face at Hannah, and you're all missing it. Sorry. I'm giving her the most skeptical look and response. The most disgusted look. Whenever I make a pun, you look like you want to punch me. That was me hitting her in the face. But she didn't actually. Trigger warning. Anyway, I'd like to, but continue with your Twitter stories. Okay, so we were in DC, mm-hmm. and that actually does kind of tie into this because we went to, we stayed with my friend Barry, who is wonderful. I've known him forever. We went to our mutual friend Sam, her house, met her cats, and hung out and had some chicken kebab. It was beautiful. And we're all talking, and we're all varying levels of online. As I would say. Some more than others. <laughs> and crying. one of them, I believe it was Barry happened to mention offhand the thing that had gone around recently, which was reading as ableist. Oh, yeah. Or it's so funny. Telling writers that they should read more to become better writers, which is a pretty common like piece of advice. It's kind of writing 101. Yeah, that's the first step is like... The being a writer. Anyway, so I believe Barry might have mentioned it, and we just kind of, it was just an offhand comment. I was like, oh yeah, I heard that. Haha, that was like a weird internet Twitter discourse thing. Well, when I got back home, I happened to stumble upon a story. I should say stumble upon, but it was basically forced on into my consciousness by Twitter. Lockheed Martin was trending on Twitter. I didn't even click on it because I was like, well, it's probably some politics story that is just going to depress me. And uh, can you tell the class what Lockheed Martin is? So Lockheed Martin is a weapons manufacturer. Good for them. Most, 
No, no not I'm kidding. for that. <laughs> Didn't they put a, they had a pride flag on their Twitter account in June, which means that they're absolved of all sins. Oh, right. Lockheed Martin is not just a weapons manufacturer, but they're basically the number one weapons manufacturer and they sell weapons to the U.S. military that are then used to bomb civilians in Yemen and murder children and also contribute to the genocide of Palestinians uh, in the Gaza Strip. To kill brown people. Their weapons are used to commit war crimes. Ugh. Yeah. The American way. really just not a good time. Lockheed Martin... Not great vibes. Not great vibes. (laughs) Not great vibes. Oh my god, y'all, you know, Twitter should cancel Lockheed Martin. You would think. How does this have anything to do with the reading is ableist discourse we laughed about at dinner in DC? So what is the thread that ties these things together? I'm going to explain it to you. And trust me, it's not fun. Are you? (laughs) Or it's, it's... Let me guess, let me guess. Uh, uh, I'm reading. I had to learn this, so now you have to know. Reading is a war crime. We'll get into it. Okay, so to understand the connection between these two things, I have to tell you about Anna Mardal. So, Anna Mardal is a Twitter activist slash personality. He has 50,000 plus followers. Not sure how many he has right now, but we'll explain that. Um, but Before anything this week happened, 50,000 followers. Um, He tweets mostly about social justice causes with a focus on disability and trans-related issues. He's also a self-published YA author. I saw like five or six stories listed on Amazon. I believe he also does short stories, that kind of thing. From last week, his Twitter bio read, Boy Named Anna, Twitter Busker, and be trans boy in love with another trans boy trying our best. So the Twitter busker portion of the bio refers to Anna using his platform to get donations to cover medical expenses, housing expenses, uh, cat food. Apparently he is a big cat lover, which, you know, is wonderful and has like six cats or something that he's rescued, which that's, that's nice. Uh, He also has a Patreon with, like, 500-plus followers who donate varying amounts, probably getting at least, like, 1,200 a month from that. But to be fair, I mean, he's writing these stories in exchange for these subscriptions. So that's fair. I mean, you sell your... I mean, it's not like Patreon is, you know, is you begging for money. Patreon is literally, I'm going to give you money for the things you do. And there's nothing wrong either with asking for money when you need it if especially that it happens a lot twitter has created a community for a lot of marginalized people um sex workers trans people people of color people who fit all of those descriptions or some of them um just you know people who are in dire straits and are not supported by our wonderful government so they look for assistance from an online community I'm not knocking that Totally at all. fine. I you think know, that's a very normal... I mean, that's a great thing to do. So what happened is back in April... So this happened a while ago, which is funny because when... I'd only seen it recently and I thought it was a more recent occurrence, but it was back in April. Anna tweeted about how expecting authors to be interested in reading books was ableist. 
which is just a wild thing to say. Yeah, so his reasoning basically boiled down to there are people who have ADHD and other medical issues with like cognitive problems where they have difficulty focusing and reading books, so that can be a little elitist. But they, though, but like, what's the difference in that idea between reading and writing? That's kind of my feeling, which is that, you know, writing involves reading. And writing is, it requires more focus than yeah. reading does. And we're not saying that you cannot write if you can't read. It's, hey, here's some advice. If you want to be a good writer, you should be reading. Yes, and obviously we're not talking about people who are... Just writing for fun. Illiterate. Yeah, of course uh, not. <laughs> we're talking about people who... Are just but have like, struggle reading because of various problems, which you know, whatever, whatever floats your boat. Yeah. If you and there's you can a write without, it's not like you have to read in order to write well. But I think telling writers, hey, if you want to become a better writer, reading more will help you, is good advice. That's it's very basic, very advice. normal advice. Yes. So the thing is that this is not really like the first time that Anna Mardal has created a kind of incendiary Twitter discourse. It's kind of his thing. He tends to be what some people would categorize as a woke scold. I don't know if you've ever heard that no. term. It basically is someone whose online personality is like pointing out things that are wrong in other media or in people's, you know, things people have said. You know, like, people who have been, like, racist, ableist, um, any other kind of discriminatory languages used. Some of it may be a little more ambiguous. We're not just talking about, like, straight up, you know, straightforward, mm -hmm. clear-cut, bad things to say, but, you know, um, that kind of thing. So, basically, they've been accused of having a pattern of kind of dogpiling on other Twitter users with smaller followings for supposedly being ableist or transphobic, kind of calling them out and boycotting them and that kind of thing. Which, again, I don't know enough about what they've called out or who they have, you know, dogpiled on to say whether or not these people have legitimately deserved some call out do you know what i mean yeah um i so i'm not making a judgment call on that except that apparently this has been something they've been doing including like other queer people and queer authors that's really mm. yeah so what happens is this is where kiwi farms comes in now i know you didn't weren't really familiar with kiwi farms i don't think right no not at all okay so i know of kiwi farms it is not a place on the internet I go to, but I've heard of it because I'm too online. Kiwi Farms is a forum. It has like a bunch of different threads. Like it's an old school forum, mm. you know, message board type place. They have like different threads for, but they focus on basically different people on the internet. It's kind of like a snark forum, except snark kind of implies some kind of like lightheartedness. These people are really intensely bullying doxing That's harassing awful. people it's really bad it's very it's similar like, to 4chan i was just way. gonna say is it just like it was gonna 4chan, add, 4chan? 4chan 4chan and i was gonna say is it like a liberal 4chan it's not liberal not liberal so but, this is know. not like a place where like anna mardal would go these people mm -hmm. are like violently transphobic 
they are really just, just disgusting. A lot of like alt right shitheads. Okay, like, then it's just another supremacist. It really is. It's just a different forum for the same. I'm sure the the user Kiwi base is chan. like a circle in the Venn diagram. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I want to be clear that when 4chan doxes people, they don't have good motivations for doing it. They're not doing it because they're not Anna Mardal made a silly discourse argument. Yeah. You know, they're not doing it for um, any good reasons. They're doing it just because they love doxing and harassing marginalized people on the internet. Wow. Monsters. Yeah. Super cool. Love that this is what we have on the internet. So anyway, so where Kiwi Farms comes in, they've had like a kind of long-standing thread focused on Anna Mardal, just discussing his different um, different discourse or different, you know, little scuffles he's gotten into on the internet and really being pretty shitty to him. But um, this week, someone on Kiwi Farms kind of doxed Anna Mardal. They didn't, like, reveal Anna Mardell's address or, like, full name, to my knowledge, but they did reveal that Anna Mardell owns a 2,000-square-foot house worth $400,000 in Texas. With They had pictures, and they compared the pictures to pictures Anna Mardell has posted to show uh. that it is the same, so there's not really any ambiguity there. Um, two, they also revealed that Anna Mardell works for Lockheed Martin. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, listen, I'm listen, I'm not saying you can't be woke and a war crime, a war criminal, but like <laughs> Yeah, so obviously that's bringing Gaslight Girl Boss Gatekeep to a whole new oh, level, but oh, obviously yeah. not a woman. It really was a, a Gaslight Gatekeep Girl Boss moment. Um except of course Anna Mardal is male. Gaslight uh um no, no. What is NB Boss? NB Boss. NB Boss. Yeah. Gatekeep. So, just want to. You can girl boss without being a woman. That's true. I think that's true. We'll say it's true. So, basically, what happens is this information spreads from Kiwi Farms to Twitter. Sorry, I just realized like they're asking for all this money from like Patreon and people to donate to them when they're working yeah. for a large company that obviously I'm sure pays them very well. And to yeah. like come as this like, oh, well, I'm a poor little ooh woo, you know, I get all my money off of Twitter and Patreon. Anna's response is once this mm, travels to Twitter and it kind of spreads like wildfire. Lockheed Martin begins trending on Twitter. <laughs> That's Whoops. why I saw it. Yeah. Anna reveals that he was hired at Lockheed Martin. He will not say the company name. <laughs> but he's like, I was hired at this corporation due to a family member who works there. And that they continue working there because they can work a 10 to 20 hour week schedule and still have health insurance. And that they, you know, he needs it for medical bills due to his disabling diagnoses. Uh, Listen, I get, like, like well, the true, the true criminal, obviously, is the American healthcare system. And also, like, the American war, you know, like, propaganda machine. But also, like... Yeah, so, like, it's, the obviously, people are like, 
this is really hypocritical. You go after everyone who mm-hmm. puts, you know, says anything that could be construed as, you know, wrong or that's or a bad. real nice high and horse yet, you got you know, right there. There's a difference between no yeah. ethical consumption under capitalism and working for an arms manufacturer responsible for like 95% of the war crimes in yeah. the world. So, um, also it's been revealed that Anna has worked for Lockheed Martin for 15 years. So this is not like a new gig. Like they could leave. Like they could, like I he could probably get a new job. Yeah. Like, so my thing was, um, you have we the- were speaking to, a, a, well, I had messaged a friend mentioning the story, um, and they pointed out, you know, it makes sense, like, if you need health insurance, you know, you can't always afford to be the most ethical person alive. Oh, of course not. But, but we're talking about 15 years, so it's not like I'm taking this job because I'm desperate. But, like, you have also, that on your resume, you can find a new job that's of the same caliber and not killing brown people. Yeah. Um, you would think that maybe over 15 years you could figure something out if that mattered to you the ethics of working for a work the war crime factory <laughs> the war crime factory it's like it's like willy wonka's chocolate factory hannah but of except war it's crimes. bombs that kill children but it's bombs that kill children in yemen yeah um oh my god I'm- so then people start talking about whether it is ableist to criticize a disabled trans person for working for Lockheed Martin. No, I think that's okay. Yeah. I think that that's one of those <laughs> equalizers. The great equalizer is war crimes. Yeah, someone, like, points out that apparently Lockheed Martin has, like, a 100% rating for, like, disabled workers of America or something like that. And it's like, cool, they still... Kill people. Enable war crimes. Folks, is it is it ableist to be a disabled person working in a company that bombs people? One other thing about that, the fact that Anna, he's been working there for 15 years, is that people are like, wait, I thought Anna Mardal was like a teenager or mm. early 20s. Because if you remember from the bio, he describes himself as boy named Anna and be trans boy. And so it's very infantilizing. Yes. So I don't necessarily have like a huge issue with this, but I do feel like this is part of cultivating a online personality that it feels like a little bit of a grift, right? Yeah, 100%. That's very much a and, grift. You know, it's very much an uwu. Yeah. And I I think what pisses me off about that is that there are certainly grifters who target marginalized communities by adapting a marginalized personality oh, or yeah. identity, I should say. Think of, like, have you ever heard of, like, Sean White? No. Um, Sean King? Sean White. Sean King. Sorry, Sean White is the snowboarder. I was thinking, like, isn't that... <laughs> yeah, crazy, or easy, easy mix-up there. No, Sean King is a guy on... Twitter, who is another one of those Twitter activists who tends to, um, has started a bunch of, uh, oh, I kind of, I would call them schemes to raise money for black organizations. He's like raised money to start a newspaper and then the newspaper never happens. He starts a clothing line with the profits going towards charity and then the clothing never materializes. That's like a whole other thing. Girl if you, boss. you should listen to Scam Goddess is another podcast that 
has a really good episode dissecting his whole thing. So I think it's really fucked up for someone to kind of misrepresent their situation, which kind of sounds like this is what the case is. And to basically say like, look, I'm acting like you're housing insecure that you have like no assets or any kind of like income in order to get people to donate to you because people are people want to help people especially marginalized people who don't have support systems and this person anna mardal has said he's like oh i've been disowned by my family well your dad got you a job at lockheed martin literally his dad it calls into question the entire persona what i think is interesting is um you know i will say this anna mardal deleted his twitter and then he came back and reactivated his Twitter, but just to say, basically, like, I'm leaving. It's I'm deleted sorry again. if I hurt anyone. Did it get deleted again? Yeah, it got okay. deleted again. Okay, it came back long enough that he posted a thread kind of apologizing and basically saying, like, some things are true, some things are not, um, etc. And then, I guess, maybe deleted it again. But, um, to me, it's like, look, this this person, Anna Mardal, he... Did he deserve to be run off the internet? I mean... Cancel culture isn't real. He'll be back. He'll probably be back, but, you know... But, I mean, bullying and and harassing someone. um, Which I'm not even saying that he's the target of bullying. I I think he was just being kind of dunked on because the hilarious I mean, there's a little bit of bullying because, I mean, the fact that, like, Kiwi Farms... Oh, yes. Kiwi Farms, absolutely, 100%. I do want you to know that there is a... Anna Mardal parody account with one follower, and I want you to know there's, like, one tweet, and it says, um, it's ableist to say I can't aid war crimes. They should be accessible to all. Hashtag progress. And I think that's the funniest thing I've ever read. (laughs) That's pretty good. Uh, I generally feel like, to me, um, you know, I don't read this story. I'm not, like, filled with rage at this person. Like, how dare you? I think it's kind of hilarious. To me, it speaks to the broader thing, which is that you see a lot of this where it's like Twitter activism. Mm-hmm. And it all just feels like, you know, there's a hundred Animar dolls out there. There's so many people who kind of start these kind of like really kind of ridiculous incendiary like topics of discourse, like reading is ableist yeah <laughs> or something like you know apparently anna mardal also made the claim that using the word humanely is wrong because there are people who identify as animals i hate that yeah like that is just that totally absurd and then it starts these little like twitter blow-ups where everyone's dogpiling or or scuffling or i mean it gets discoursing them- about it for a few days and then it disappears and these people like they seem to think this counts as like activism like that this is doing something the twitter activists yeah and i think even beyond that like it made me think a little bit about how we kind of all have these like collective outrages do you remember the story about the guy who wouldn't open a can of beans for oh his daughter? yeah do you remember how the internet was so mad at that dude did you yeah. even think about that since like it happened i mean sometimes i think about it because he was the um artist of my brother my brother and me oh yeah and they had to change (laughs) it i mean like it just is one of those things where like these things happen and like the internet gets really angry and upset at this at this person and then it just kind of disappears i'll go and anna mardal was both the 
subject of that and also perpetuated yeah. that, right? But to me, what is drives me insane when I think about it too long is the fact that none of this shit really matters. Nope. Getting angry at Anna Mardal or at the guy with the can who wouldn't open the can of beans until his daughter learned how to use a can opener by herself. Um, it feels good in the moment. And you know, what I think is not to get too deep here, but, and not to continue with my Bo Burnham thesis in another <laughs> episode, but we have no outlet for our anger and no justice because we have all these systems where, you know, it would feel better, right? If you could yeah. go up to, I mean, uh, let's say Ted Cruz, yeah, it's fucking easier. punch him in the face, right? <laughs> we say as, just, like, as a piss joke. on him. As for a, legal reasons. For legal reasons. That is that a joke. would feel good, right? Well, because I mean, Ted Cruz has power. But you we can't do that. You can't the most cancel can Anna Mardal, but you can't cancel Ted Cruz. <laughs> right. The most we can do is disrupt a um disrupt a Supreme Court justice's dinner at a steakhouse and make him annoyed for about maybe forty five minutes. Yeah. But it's not gonna change the fact that they overturned Roe v. Wade, right? So we I mean, can't find real justice in the systems that we have. So we turn to the internet and we get angry at these people, like when a Karen video goes public and then she gets doxxed and then she gets fired from her fucking like real estate broker job or whatever bullshit she it's does. Called Schadenfreude, where it's just that. <laughs> yeah, delicious. I mean, it does actually like feel good because you're like, finally, someone shitty gets what they deserve, right? Yeah. But is that ultimately changing the culture? Is that actually, like, bringing any kind of broad justice to people? Or is this all kind of a little bit of a distraction? Distracting us from the fact that we can't actually change the things that matter. Not in the internet space. Not easily. Well, of course not. But anyway. I'll also say, I mean, there's something to be said for mob mentality. You know? Yes. And that's not a, a system of, that's not a, a system of, like, the internet. Humans naturally want to you know join in angry it's just in our, our nature honestly angry mobs you know how yeah i mean back in my day <laughs> we weren't posting on twitter we had pitchforks right you and know just chased the the spinster woman to her cottage of the woods yeah so we <laughs> we're like burn her that. she's a witch <laughs> yeah i mean you know obviously i think that yes twitter or like the internet does do that because there is something to be said for feeling like the hero or like a feeling like you're doing some kind of um like cooperative justice yeah i think my feeling is just that i guess um and it's something i felt for a while this is just kind of another example of it is that we have such limited means to get justice oh yeah for any on any kind of meaningful scale that we will take it with like just random joe schmoes on the internet whether it's the woman who you know throws coffee on the starbucks barista did you see the one calls this her week that was um the woman who uh was a white woman covered in tattoos at home depot who uh oh yeah she's like a hippie van life woman and then she told uh she was screaming she was screaming because she couldn't get a discount at home depot she called the uh white guy um the you know gay f slur and then said to the the black man Go back to your own country. 
and then got in the car and explained everything she did like on video so that everyone would know exactly like she's like well i'm from new york where we just say the f slur it's like not a big deal and i was like "Mm." also i learned she's from staten island so like that explains things you're not staten island is not new york i'm sorry but she was literally it's barely a borough it's barely a borough (laughs) i would rather have like we can. We, I'd rather live in New Jersey. Than I would Staten rather Island. adopt New and Jersey as a, something. I would rather have Jersey City as the new like borough of New York <laughs> than like have Staten. And my dad yeah. is from Staten Island, which oh, really yeah. explains a lot. Yeah. Let's not. Anyway, this let's is not a, go that deep. Oh yeah, we'll just go about the inevitable downfall of our society via the internet. But talking oh, about my yeah. father is too I, deep. A step too far. No, sorry, um, daddy trauma. Yeah, it's fine. Anyway. So that's what I learned this week. And now you have you know. to know. And now you have to know. That should be our segment is it's the more you know. The more you know. But it's like, uh, uh, we'll, but do it in the minor key instead of, you know, so it's like <laughs> the more, I don't actually know anything about music, but you know, like the more you know. I apologize for telling you this. I'm sorry about what I have done. <laughs> I had to suffer. So now you must suffer. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's good. I mean interesting but i yeah it was just kind he'll of back, one of those he'll be back in a few months you know and like and you know i believe under- that anna mardal will will bounce back he still has his patreon followers i still have there's no supporters. such thing as cancel culture because people just come back like six months later and nobody notices you know because like the internet has the attention, attention span, span of, of a, a goldfish fly. same thing yeah you know or of me yeah what I'm me? doing my what best. What are we talking about again? I'm doing my best over here. I'm, you know, we're all doing our best. I but know. you know, I mean, well, I hope you're glad that I told you that story. I am. All right, Tori, give me the Reddit stories. I need them after that. Some you probably already know of. Should I do the D and D one? Dealer's choice. You pick what you want. I play a lot of D and D. D and D is my favorite thing in the world. Everything I know about D and D, like everything else in that this episode, is against my will. Yeah. You know so much about D&D because of me. I know. I used to be so, like, ugh, I would never play D&D. I'm way too fucking cool for that shit. And now I'm like, oh, man. Queer cooperative storytelling? I kind of like it. I kind of, well, I would not, not play D&D, but we've watched some Dimension 20 and some Critical Role, and I'm into it. I love Dimension 20's The Unsleeping City. It's yeah, like if you the haven't, best fucking thing. You should, watch, it. you should watch Unsleeping City, even if you're not into D&D. Anyway, so this is on r slash RPG Horror Stories, which is a really fun subreddit if you want, like, dr- you know, drama of Am I the Asshole, but, like, with a um, D&D or other RPG twist. Into it. Generally, TTRPG, tabletop role-playing games, TTRPG. So would I be the asshole for removing an autistic player? I love titles that immediately you're like, obviously you're the asshole. And then it's like, are you though? Oh, wait. Once you read it. Mm -hmm. Hey, Reddit, I need your help. I've had this dilemma for a while and I don't know what to do. So I thought of reaching out to you guys for some help and suggestions. I'm a first time GM. That's a game master. So I've been playing D&D for five years. The player I have the issue with is a good friend of my play group. However, he is a very sore loser and player. For example, in Warhammer, it's another game, if he loses a unit, it doesn't matter what type, he gets really upset and says the army I'm or other players are using uh, an OP army, or he will say that his army is too weak. But the worst thing is when we play, 
is when he is about to lose or win when he is about to lose he will just start to get upset and start packing his models away and grumble about how bullshit that was when this happens it will sap the joy out of everyone else who is in the group because he doesn't talk afterwards however when he wins he will rub it in your face and make you feel like crap for being a stupid player honestly the best sounds like a great a person to be around mm. super fun super fun and cool Another issue we have is he is super sexual. Oh, no. That's not good. And we'll talk about hentai. Oh, no. Which is anime porn, in case you didn't know. Doesn't it involve, like, tentacles? No, that's tentacle porn. Oh, okay. I'm glad I don't know about this, then. Hentai is literally just not safe for work anime. Oh. It's generally anime porn. I mean, still not cool, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he's super sexual and we'll talk about hentai and ichi anime, uh, in public while his girlfriend, his girlfriend is standing next to him, something she has told him not to do. Honey, please. You can do better. You can do so much better. I don't know anything about you and I know that you deserve better than this. Uh, in D&D, it isn't any better. (laughs) If he rolls badly, he will say that he has bad luck or will get upset and say, well, of course I fail again. And we have told him this happens in D&D, and you can't always hit, but he gets really upset and calls it dumb. If anyone knows, I mean, when you're rolling, like, you're rolling a D20, it's literally stats. Or it's, you know, it's just, it's chance. Uh Uh-huh. Take a chance, roll the dice. Critical roll. Anyway. Another thing is when he does role play, it's mainly all for jokes. Now, I don't mind it too much. After all, we are here to have fun. However, every time, anytime I give out plot points, he'll try to make a joke. Or when another character is having some time in the limelight, he will try to take that away and make it into a joke. Also, if his character isn't in the limelight, when it's not his turn in combat, he will put on his headphones and just listen to music. When it's not his turn. When it's not his turn. Then how does he follow the game and know anything that's going on? He probably doesn't. I've literally had folks who do this. Yeah, it's really frustrating. That's one of my biggest pet peeves in any role-playing games is when somebody's not paying attention. I mean, it's, it's the same thing as if, like, if you're playing, like, Monopoly or something, can you imagine if somebody turned around and was, like, like left the room whenever it wasn't their turn? Considering how long Monopoly can go on for... D&D I can, might, too. I might let that slide. Fair. <laughs> now, you might be thinking, why don't you try to talk to him about it? Well, we have tried to talk to him several times about these issues, but in time... He will say that he is autistic and can't help it, which I'm starting to think is him just using his disability to get out of real group trouble. We love this guy. He's like a brother. And when we don't play games and hang out as a group, such as dinner at dinners or parties, he's great. Other than the whole hentai talk. It's <laughs> just the, that little thing. To be fair, I sometimes talk about weird, you know, in public loudly. Yeah, not loudly. With and people who don't want to hear about it. That's fair. Yeah. Let me explain to you the Omega Verse. Because if you're again. doing that, stop. <laughs> How many times stop, have Tori, I explained please. the Omega Verse? Um, more than you should, which is more than zero. But it's funny. I have a shtick. Anyway, uh, so Reddit, what should I do? And there was an update. Okay, hit me with the what, update. What would I want? I want your. I want to know your feelings. Well, one, I wouldn't be playing D anD D, so. <laughs> but pretend it's monopoly but i wouldn't be playing monopoly pretend either. it's um like a horse game video pretend game. it's a horse video game <laughs> no if it was me uh i certainly understand making 
reasonable accommodations for oh, people yeah. and you know understanding people have their own quirks or you know issues with certain things but if you can't be respectful of people and the space and the game and you're causing it to make it a bad situation for everyone yeah or just bring it down then it's probably just not the right fit and i would probably be like look if you can't change this parts of your behavior because there are plenty of autistic people who yeah. play D and who can be respectful of people and not be assholes and not talk about porn in front of people so wild to me when they're especially like to. creepy porn you know this has nothing to do really with being autistic this is more just like common decency kind of a disrespectful well, asshole i'll also say there's many ways to play D D, and like one of the biggest things is like find your people and find your game like some people do just want to like make joke 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 and there's never a serious moment and that's mm -hmm. okay that's a way to play other people want to play it like a video game where you hack and slash you run through the dungeons mm -hmm. there is no talking there's no role playing some people are really into the role playing and like yeah. taking it seriously Have and developing the characters most and of the games i'm in are are very much like an improvisational like you know it's an improv story where you're right. playing it with your friends. And sometimes I'll go sessions without any combat. And that's all the games I play. Because yeah. that's, that's my preferred way. Combat is fun, but I don't think it's the center point. But so, anyway. Update. You ready? Oh, Wild. I guess. <laughs> so a lot has happened since I last posted this. Today was my D&D &D session. And before the game, I posted this and had a read-through of all the messages before a friend came to the LGS League Game Store. So, like... You know, okay. Uh, like Brooklyn Strategist is one locally. You should support them. I pulled the player aside and gave him an ultimatum saying, I don't think I have, I don't think um, having you in my game, I should have you in my game anymore if you keep behaving like this. Told him some of the examples above. And he once again uses autism as an excuse. I got upset, not yelling, just disappointed at this and told him that his autism does not excuse his behavior. And if he can't change, then I'm sorry he wasn't welcome at my table. He said he would try and we went back to the group. He started playing D&D &D, and two hours go past and he was on his phone. I reminded him that this wasn't okay and he put it away saying sorry. A couple minutes go by and my phone starts blowing up and then my mother called and asked if I was okay. I said yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, his mom. I said yes and asked what's going on. She then told me that the problem player had outed me on Facebook. No. By saying, quote, GM is, is a disgusting F word who kisses guys. Okay, it's disgusting regardless that he, this asshole would post that. But is OP actually in the closet or not yep. out? No. Yep. Fuck this person so hard. With the post, he also put a photo of me and my ex, something I had only shared with the group because no. I hadn't come out to my family. You fucking piece of shit. When I saw this, I ended the call with my mom and pretty much broke down. The group asked me what was wrong, and when I placed my phone on the table to show them, the problem player left. They just ended up yelling at him. To be honest, it was pretty much it has pretty much been a blur since then. I know the problem player was kicked out of our group, and he removed the post, uh, but I kept it just in case. My mother and dad are hippies, so they don't care, but my grandfather and mother on my dad's side pretty much ended up disowning me. 
and there's a third update. Are you oh, ready? Oh, okay, God. Yeah. Please Sorry. tell me it ends. Do you want to know the title? Because the title's a little bit different. What's the title? Problem player gets disowned, fired, and may go to jail. Oh, my karma boner. <laughs> sweet, it's rising. The sweet, sweet schadenfreude. What were you talking about, about piling on people on the- <laughs> I know. But it doesn't I matter. know, and even these stories, which, listen, maybe this happened, but- I kind of assume that most of these stories on Reddit are it just doesn't matter. I love it. Fiction. But they give you that feeling mm. of like, oh, justice, justice. See, I'm not saying I'm exempt from this. Yeah, we this all culture. are. The we're human. just trapped in this, you know, little echo chamber because we're trying to distract ourselves from the hellish landscape. I mean, to be fair, late stage it's not like we're going to go find this problem player and like dox them or anything, you know? <laughs> I know, but like, doesn't yeah. it? Isn't it so... Do you want to hear the update? Funny how we just get this, like, feeling of, like, oh, yes, justice. Yes, yes. Or something that may not even have happened at Kill all. Kill him. All right, give me. Morally. Let me, let me, you, let me hear. Hit, me, hit that karma juice. <laughs> Since my last update, I have been offline because of all the drama. I am in a better headspace now and have gone to see a therapist. We stand a mental health we stand therapy. We stand therapy. I mean, I'm not currently partaking, but I support but it. But you think about it. I think about it. That's almost <laughs> Which the is the first step. Uh, but I also just wanted to say thank you again for all the support, kind words, blah, blah, blah. Also sorry for spelling the grammar dyslexic. So after Problem Player, he got unfriended, kicked, and blocked from our group. Not even a day later, he started spreading rumors about us. The rumors were pretty much how we were kicking him out of the group because he has autism. And also made fake Facebook messages mm-hmm. using Photoshop. Um... Oh. To try to get us banned from our lead game store Ooh. for bullying and discrimination. It was only after showing them this post outing me, or showing his post outing me, and letting them read through our group chats, did they let us come back and ban the problem player for lying, bullying, discrimination. Jeez. However, it all went downhill from there. Oh. Cue the title. After his girlfriend found out what he had done, she ended up breaking up with him. Fucking good. Queen. Queen. Girl boss. <laughs> Gatekeep. Yes, like, Gatekeep. Girl, Girl boss. boss. She felt horrible and upset because she was the first person I came out to and who helped me come out to the group. She also she was also the one who took the photo of me and my ex. After breaking up with the problem player and after he got kicked out of the league game store, he posted her nudes on Facebook. Oh, is this why he's going to jail? Revenge porn. It was taken down pretty quickly, but the damage was done. Wow. I'm sorry, honey. Little bit left. Little bit left. Uh, so after he posted, a day later, all his family ended up disowning him because of his posts and ended up reaching out to both his ex and myself saying how sorry they were for his actions and how they were ashamed of what he did. Secondly, he ended up getting fired from his workplace because on his Facebook, he is friends with everyone at work, even his boss. Oh, my God. Who saw both of his posts. <laughs> HR wasn't happy. Understatement of the century. And lastly, his girlfriend ended up going to the cops with all the images and the posts, and now he's facing up to three years in jail. We don't like cops, but we do like assholes who out people and post revenge porn going to jail. It's like... I don't support the prison industrial complex, but maybe... (laughs) But like, and I'll I'll let it slide this just time. this once. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I I read that this morning because I, I hadn't seen it come up yet. I think the most unbelievable part of the story is like the cops actually taking action about yeah right being posted as if they care yeah. about revenge porn. But I like to hope that that's real because that is a nice instant karma, not instant karma, but a karm karma ending. Yeah, karma. Well, because like if you only read the first one, that would be pretty rough. But like yeah, the fact that there's two updates. Oh, it is a little bit of a roller coaster. Yeah. Well, I'm glad the trash took itself out. Right, and it might be fake, and I'm okay with that because it still made my heart happy to imagine someone, yeah, getting suffering for the way they for being a bad D and D player. Yeah, the greatest sin they've committed. (laughs) The greatest sin ever is playing D and D with somebody who sucks. Okay. So that was my story. Hannah, would you like to... I'll share a very short one. And then we'll... Because this popped up on my Twitter feed and just a screen cap of it, which I thought was great. So, am I the asshole for telling my date that he shouldn't call himself a Harvard alumnus? So I, 25F, matched with a guy who had Harvard alum in his bio. There weren't too many of those in my small Midwestern city, so I suggested that we grab some coffee. The date started off wonderfully. We had many shared interests and spent a good 30 minutes talking about them. I started talking about my amazing undergraduate experience at Harvard and asked him what he concentrated in. He gave me a blank stare. After a moment, he said, oh, I finished a web dev certificate from the extension program. After some Googling, I discovered that anyone could finish the web dev certificate by paying a $6,000 fee and taking three online courses. I then asked him, why are you calling yourself a Harvard alumnus when people hear Bobby went to Harvard they assume that Bobby has an actual degree from Harvard not some certificate that holds no real weight anyway my date got up and left but not before he said this is why most people can't stand people like you I've gone over our conversation multiple times yet I can't see where I said anything wrong you know what this is <laughs> we're gonna have to name the episode gaslight or gatekeep girl boss ga- ga- it's Gaslight Gatekeep Girl Boss. This is and just, I agree that it's a good episode. It's title. just gatekeeping all around. I love you it. Know? Well, I love because the second screenshot in this tweet that I found this in, that someone commented and goes, Everybody sucks here, but frankly, iconic on both sides. <laughs> love the lying. Love looking the guys lie up right in front of him. You two would be really fun to watch in a sitcom. I don't want to know either of you in real life. Oh, <laughs> I read the comments. It is kind of like legend behavior to be yeah. like, I'm going to Google this and then like call you out to your face. Like, can you imagine sitting in a date and then like Googling like a, you know, Harvard certificate? I could never. So... That is icon. I mean, behavior. I. I mean, I. I guess I wouldn't. I would just quietly sit through the rest of the date, then go home and ghost him. But also, it kind of says who she is as a person. The fact that she only—it sounds like she only swiped on this guy because it's at Harvard. Yeah, alone. and you know, Harvard people like the first thing they'll tell you is that they graduated from Harvard. But also, it says something about this dude that he felt the need to put Harvard alum in his yeah, dating I mean, profile it's when he only got a certificate. <laughs> It's like Tyra Banks. Don't you fucking dare. <laughs> Keep her name out of your mouth. She claims that she no. graduated she Harvard did. Business School. Don't she you did, fucking dare. She did like a six-week program. Yeah. Because she's she paid for. It's literally the are same Are you shit. gatekeeping Tyra Banks? Listen. Tyra Banks is a queen. Yeah, but. She's, she's not, done so much wrong in her life. She's not a Harvard graduate. She is a Harvard graduate. She's a model and a Harvard graduate 
And I always forget that you have this like weird thing about Tyra Banks. Like, <laughs> you want her and put her on a pedestal. No, I know she's a, an imminently flawed human being, but it's also one of those things where like she, I mean, she's done a lot of wrong things, but it's there's okay. nothing like we all have our problematic faves. Yeah, she's my problematic fave. Like she's not as far as Do I, I know who mine is. Who's your problematic fave? Courtney Love. <laughs> Fair. I love Courtney Love. She's fucking crazy. That's it's probably not a like you know, objectively good person as well as those things can be measured. But I just fucking love her. I will just, like, die on that hill. Like, yeah. I love Corny Love. That's me with Tyra Banks. I'll let you have it. You I mean, has I she... I will keep her name out of my mouth. Has she done anything, like, monstrously egregious? I mean, she ran a Did reality she... show for 15 years that really enabled unhealthy beauty standards. That was the American, like, <laughs> system. Like, you can't... Tyra is a product <laughs> of the system. She did okay. not, like, she, yes, she perpetuated it a little bit as, as a treat. But we can all perpetuate negative systems as a treat a little bit. I think her treat was, like, millions of dollars, but Yeah, it's okay. and she deserves it! Okay. Well, it's okay if she does that, as long as she's not a bad D&D player. She will let it slide. I bet Tyra Banks would be really good at D&D. I think she would probably get into it. Like, I think she would really try. Like, I've seen every episode of I'm not saying she would do a good job acting, but she would try. No, she'd be a lot of fun, because her character would just be whatever her her judge persona on America's Next Top Model. I mean, listen... She did, like, she's been in TV for, like, 20 years or something, like... She, she knows how to, like, turn on the... Oh my god, T- Dream Team D&D would be, like, Wendy Williams, Tyra Banks, let's throw in Kelly Clarkson, and Rachel... Kiki Palmer. Yes. Love her. And let's throw in, um, uh, uh, uh Ben Shapiro. No. So that we can watch him cry. Listen, if I'm in a room with Ben Shapiro, only one of us walks out alive. For legal reasons, that's a joke. Of course. Totally a joke. No, I wouldn't actually want him in the same room as me ever. (laughs) Hassan Piker. I'm just always thirsty. You'd have to get a booster chair. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's quickly segue into our last segment. This week on the internet, I found something I liked. Well, first, let me introduce it. That's what I was, I thought that was what it was. So this segment, we're going to talk about our favorite thing we found on the internet this week. We have been deciding to call it Meme of the Week. That's it. You know, I really should be a better co- You're really the host and I'm the co-host. You're gonna, we're gonna have to get a little, like, segment, like, theme song here and go, do-do-do, Meme of the Week, do-do-do. Do you want me to, I'll do it. I'll make that song, okay? <laughs> It'll be the Meme of the Week. Meme of the week. week. Meme of the week. It's coming. coming. <laughs> I like it. It's got some pizzazz. All right. You tell me about yours. So um, my my favorite thing this week, I told you about it. It's my, my favorite subreddit. It's r slash standard issue catch. It's, it's basically a whole subreddit dedicated to um, tabby cats because they are the most basic and standard of issue cats. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those subreddits that's very positive, which is a lot of animal subreddits, but also like, you know, it's actually just positive instead of like, <clears throat> you don't know anything about, you know, nobody's gaslighting and gatekeeping like standard issue cats. They talk about the cats like they're cars. So it'll be like if a cat is like missing or miss cat is like doesn't is only has three legs. They'll be like only runs on three wheels, but still works great. Or yeah. like, you know, if it's really fluffy, they'll be like, ugh, it's a luxury model. Um, I love it. Or like, this is my my um, my, you know, 
2005 standard issue cat, you know, model. <laughs> model 2005, um you know, has a uh, outboard motor problem, but is, you know, still still runs great, and it's just the cat purring really loudly, and... Yeah. Yeah, it's... cute. It's just really wholesome, and it's one of those things that, like... Reddit is, like, both the best and the worst. It like, is... There's uh, so many really bad parts of it, and just disgusting, vile parts of it, but then there's, like, subreddits that are really wholesome, or just genuinely hilarious. Yeah, and, like... That's one of those that I, I just genuinely... I don't even have a tabby cat, you know? I don't even have a tabby cat in my life. And I fucking love that subreddit because it's just so, like, wholesome and sweet. And yeah. sometimes you just need to watch people, like, talk about how much they love their cats in a funny way. Because, mm-hmm. like, r slash cats is boring. Also, I will say I found r slash dogs with jobs... Oh, I've heard of that one. Once in a while, it'll pop up. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Algorithm. I'll I'll tell you. It's a pretty good one. It was funny when we were talking about the this weekend. We came back from D.C. We were walking and we went past a drug dog. And Tori was like, good dog. And then I, was, I told you about that tweet or something, wherever I read it, where it said, cats are better than dogs because cats would never be cops. <laughs> Speaking of dogs with jobs. True. <laughs> and I found r slash uh, one orange brain cell, and it's just orange cats being incredibly stupid. Yeah. And it, it kind of is pretty important to me, because it's just I like... I know. I told you this already. I used to have an orange cat named Marley, super chill mm-hmm. cat, named because he seemed like he was always stoned. That's how chill he was. And my vet at the time told me that orange cats are like the golden retrievers of it's cats. True. That they're just very friendly, sweet, and kind of dumb. <laughs> I I just really like cats, I think, is the thing. So, like, I follow, All like... cat content is good. I follow, like, six cat subreddits. Nice. Anyway. Let me talk Yeah, to what's you. yours? Okay. Mine is actually... I'm not going to have much to say about it. Um, I just randomly thought of it because... This is not even new, but... Did you ever watch Adventure Time? <laughs> Were you obsessed with Adventure Time? I cosplayed Adventure Time. I watched every... I wrote... <laughs> did I not tell you this? I wrote a 16-page essay on um, philosophical theory relating to Adventure Time. I didn't know that. You didn't... I told you I was a super Hulakian, but I didn't tell you that I homemade a cosplay I mean, I was, of I... Gunter the Penguin and that I wrote a 16-page essay. I mean, I'm not exactly shocked, Tori. That's fair. This seems, that's why I was like, but I realized, like, I don't think we've ever talked about it. But I don't, I never watched it. I've seen clips from it. Yeah. But, okay, so you might know there's, like, a song in the show called Remember Me. Yeah, it made me cry when I first heard it. Someone, this girl covers it in a really sweet voice, and I Googled it because I want to make sure I got the band name right. Mars Bars Omnicord is the name of the girl who covers it. And it is we'll the We'll throw most, a link into, into the... Maybe I'll insert, like, a short yeah. of it. Well, I don't know why but it came across on my algorithm again this week and i'd heard like the clips of it because it kind of was like a trending sound on tiktok a while ago 
But I looked up the full cover. Oh, so sad. And it's so beautiful. And I've just been listening to it a lot. And I'm like... Oh, my God. I I don't even have really any context for what the song is about. Quick context is literally, like... Do you know Ice King? He's the bad guy. He's a very goofy villain. I'm not kidding when I say I've never seen an episode. He's a, he's a very goofy villain, you know? He's like the the like fart noise, fart noise, goofy villain. Uh-huh. And Marceline is a vampire, because like Adventure Zone is one of those shows where they're like, LOL, kid show. And then it turns out that there was like an atom bomb a thousand years ago. I know ago. it's one of those like kid shows that's kind of secretly for adults, but anyway. Yeah. Atom bomb. Marceline was a little girl, and the Ice King, before he was the Ice King, found her as a little girl and helped take care of her while the world around them was, like, filled with zombies and people trying to kill them. And, but to keep her safe, he had to use the crown, and the crown made him insane. Like, and he slowly started losing his memories of her and everything else, but the only way to keep her safe was to keep using the crown. So he, you know, she watched as this, like, her father abandoned her daddy issues. So she's watching as her, this new father figure is desperately trying to descending keep her safe. Into... Descending into madness. Right. Um, and so she finds him, you know, this hundreds of years later, and she sees he's kept these this diary of her this mm-hmm. entire time. And she's reading this diary that he... The lyrics and the, the, lyrics and the, the song. song. Yeah, of like... Him apologizing, saying, I know what's happening, and her going, like, he's still in there. Why else would he have kept these notes for so long? I was at an anime convention when this first dropped, and it wrecked me. I just opened up a real can of worms. Yeah, you did. This was, like, (laughs) unlocking most of high school. Of the two of us, I'm the one who brings up Adventure Time. Yeah, that was a very hard It's one of those shows I probably wouldn't mind watching at some point. I I would watch it with you. I don't hate, like, watching it's adult fun. cartoons. That's my thing of the week. I looked that up, and I was to listening it. to it a lot at work today, and I was like, this is so pretty. And it made me feel Magic like... Magic keeps me alive, but it's making me crazy. Oh. And I need to save you, but who's going to save me? Please forgive me I think it's just the lyric of... I do, when I don't remember you. Yeah, see, I still fucking remember it. Of course it. you do. I haven't heard that song in years. You're unlocking some, like... Yeah. Anyways, really Mars funny. Bar's Omnicord cover. It's on YouTube. You can find it on TikTok if you scroll enough. Check it out. The TikToks that are using the trend is kind of sad, so... Yeah, that makes sense. Warning if you're someone who does sad not like song. using the internet to look at sad things. In that case, go look at Tori's cat subreddit. It's a good subreddit. Good cat. Good cats, good cover. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I think, it for us this week. Maybe I'll go down another rabbit hole of Adventure Time and explaining to you. I think maybe we should do that offline. <laughs> yeah. But I think I'd be open. And we'll, we'll see. Um, thank you for joining <clears throat> us this week. Yeah, thanks for letting me explain some really ridiculous internet shit to you. And share some kind of funny Reddit stories. Mm-hmm. We've got girl bosses and gaslighting and, and gatekeeping. gatekeeping and good cats. So that's it for us this week. This has been Terminally Online. I'm Hannah. I'm Tori. And we are never, never logging, logging off. off.